It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Decent tonight, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, and Bruce Marshall joins us frequently on this show. Longtime handicapper for the Gold Sheet, now with Vegas Insider and CBS Sportsline. And Bruce, welcome back to the show tonight. We often talk about the coaching carousel in college football, basketball, or the NFL with you. And uh, we have a major news tonight: Jim Harbaugh jumping back to the NFL from Michigan. Uh, how do you think the dominoes are going to fall? Do you expect his? former offensive coordinator to get the uh, Michigan job. I think so. I think they've lined that up. They're going to go for Sharon Moore. Uh, they're going to try to sell this like a uh, Lloyd Carr or more may more recently um, at Ohio state, Ryan day, who stepped in for uh, urban, you know, those few games at the start of 2018, uh, while urban was on suspension and, and won, and that sort of set him up for the job. And, and Moore was actually at the helm six games this year. Cause Harbaugh you know, missed the first three and last three of the regular season. There was a lot of talk. They might go for uh, Brian Kelly. Uh, maybe not a lot of talk, but that was quickly shot down there. And it looked like Michigan had its eyes set on more. So I expect them to wrap that up very shortly. And uh, Harbaugh, as that started to unfold there, it ended up not surprising me uh, a month ago. That might've surprised me that the chargers were actually going to make a bold move like that. Cause that is not in their character. But I think Dean Spanos realized they had to do something. They're bold because they're sort of lost in the L.A. marketplace. Now they're off a bad year. They get outdrawn by the visiting fans way more than the Rams at that big stadium. They just don't have a local following. He needed to make a bold move. He had to unwrap uh, the uh, the wrap on the money roll there and, uh, and pay Harbaugh. So he was sort of forced into doing it. But it makes sense for the Chargers to do it that way. And, uh, oh, by the way, Harbaugh, when your wife is much younger than you and she says, I want to move to L.A., you do it. So Ann Arbor, L.A., that's an easy sell, and that's Harbaugh did it. All right, Bruce. Uh, Bruce Marshall with us, and we like to talk college basketball with you. We're going to take a look at the uh, Thursday card, and I want to see what you make of this Gonzaga team because uh, this is a, a top-10 team in November. Not the case now. The Zags nine-point home favorites against San Francisco on Thursday in Spokane. I don't like Gonzaga here. Uh, they may win. I'm not sure if they cover. Uh, a few things happened this year with Gonzaga, and this was always going to be a little bit more of a high-risk season for few because he went very hard into the portal for immediate help and specific immediate help. They needed uh, they needed to replace Drew Timmy. He had to get a power forward to do something. EK from Wyoming, uh, he, he did okay with that. He needed a point guard. Nemhard from Creighton was available, so he worked that to get Nemhard. They needed a spot shooter, Steel Venters from Eastern Washington. There you go. He had his three guys he wanted, but they, they weren't deep enough to afford anything to happen to any of those guys. And when Venters got hurt uh, in preseason camp, lost for the year at the knee, they really lost that uh, element they needed 
the dagger thrower, the flamethrower out in the perimeter, and uh, they haven't really had that. So they have missed venters, and that has also further exposed what was already a pretty thin bench for Gonzaga. So they're this is this has unfolded a lot differently for uh, Gonzaga this year than it than it normally has in the past, and uh, you know it's a it's a it's a problem for them, and then they, they're maybe on the outside looking in out of the tournament. Though I still think they can rally to get there. USF's been better than we thought. I give Gerlich some credit. Really a good uh, 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 portal pickup in uh, Magbo, who was a defensive ace. Uh, coming over from uh, Missouri State, he's turned a much better score down in the blocks. Uh, Marcus Williams, much traveled out on the perimeter, is finally having a big year. Plus nine or so, I, I think USF might be worth a look. Not sure they can win this thing, but uh, Gonzaga's been coming up short against these better teams, and I think USF hangs around. Bruce, let's stick in the WCC. Uh, Pepperdine loses a couple at home. Now go on the road to the Levy Center to take on uh, Santa Clara. You called that that they were going to upset Gonzaga, and then they did. And then the very next game against St. Mary's got absolutely ran out of the Levy Center. Have won their last two, uh, Pacific and Portland. Santa Clara, at least so far, has played the bully here against the lesser teams in the WCC. Yeah, and uh, they beat these guys. The game I was out in Malibu a few weeks ago. That's the game where I saw Ben Stiller driving home at the McDonald's on the way home a few weeks ago. But uh, uh, I'm actually going up there again this weekend. I'm not going to be up there for this game up to the Bay Area. Um, uh, Pepperdine, uh, you know, Lorenzo, I'm not sure. I mean, I told you, I, I listen, Lorenzo's so old, he played. I played in high school against him. That's how old Lorenzo is. Um, but they haven't quite put it together here this season, uh, very reliant upon those two guards, Ajayi and, uh, uh, and Houston Mallet. But those guys have been blowing a little bit too hot and cold, and that's why they're sitting under 500. Uh, I'm not sure Santa Clara's as good as it was last year when it had Podzemski or two years ago in Jalen Williams. So you got two first-round picks each of the last two years have uh, left the program after starring for Sendek. But he's gone into the portal. He's got a bunch of guys who are starting to step up. Uh, Tyree Bryant from Charleston Southern, six triples in the game last Saturday against Portland. Uh, the game before that, Johnny O'Neill, the big forward from American Youth, six triples in the game against UOP. And so they're finding some other outlets besides Adama Ball and Carlos Marshall, who have also tended to blow a little bit hot and cold this season. So he's got a lot of faces there that are starting to contribute, and they have been sort of a bully uh, and I, I think Santa Clara is worth a look. They are actually sitting in second place in this league right now. Um, and uh, five wins in their last six. I think I'll lay the points against Pep tomorrow up in Levy Center. Bruce Marshall with us, Vegas Insider, CBS Sportsline. And uh, Bruce, last game on the rotation on uh, Thursday night. I have to ask you about 841-842. You see Santa Barbara at Hawaii. DraftKings has opened this number up. Five. I see four and a half out there as well. How about the Gauchos tomorrow night in Honolulu? I sort of like the Gauchos here, um, although I'm still trying to figure out what happened in that Fullerton game. That result didn't figure because Santa, Santa Barbara looked like it had really started to put some things together finally. And uh, then they fall back at, at home, no less, and losing to a, a very modest uh, Fullerton side. So, um, you know, we'll see what goes here. Uh, but I, I think Santa Barbara is probably going to be worth a look here. Um, and Mitchell's prop might, might be the best player in this league. Still, they've got some balance on the offense. One thing about Hawaii games, look at these score lines for Hawaii. Uh, patient team, Aaron, you know, they do, you know, you don't hurry up one of his teams and they've got this total up there around 136. I think that's probably too high. So I might look under in this one and I'd probably look at Santa Barbara. I still think this is the best team in the league if all cylinders are hitting at the at the same time and uh, we still might hear from them in the big west tournament in early uh, march but uh to this point erratic but they've shown a little bit of upside here in the last few weeks so i'm going to look at santa barbara maybe an under in that one too i think that total is up there too high i doubt this one even gets to 130 tomorrow okay actually uh if you look out there i think you could play under 136 and a half at a couple spots you can grab five yeah. with uh, santa barbara those are the best numbers on the board west 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bruce, uh, let's go earlier in the card, and let's go to the Horizon League, and you've got a couple uh, that you're looking at here. Uh, first game, IPFW, Purdue-Fort Wayne, the Mastodons, uh, uh, going to uh, Highland Heights and uh, going to Northern Kentucky. Mastodons have lost five in a row after a 4-0 start in the Horizon, including to uh, IUPUI, one of the worst teams in the country. But uh, uh, going to face Darren Horn and all those tricky zones at Northern Kentucky. You know, you, you rarely see a team over a five-game stretch that is averaging about 90 points uh, and loses all five of them. Uh, IPFW, the Mastodons, meet them. That's what they've been doing. So, and, and this is sort of typical what you're seeing from several teams in the horizon this year. A lot of higher-scoring games, a lot of overs. Um, and in Fort Wayne's case, they're just, they're just not winning. Um, and, and this defense has been just so leaky for them and a lot of overs for them. Uh, it didn't happen against Cleveland state last week, but a lot of overs before that Northern Kentucky looks like it's picking up the pace a little bit. They went to the dance last year, Warwick, maybe the best player in this league. Um, they also did not go over against green Bay after several overs before that. I'm going to look a little bit Northern Kentucky and maybe like always, uh, looking over in any of these horizon games. One more, Bruce, in the horizon. Uh, Wright State was one of the preseason favorites. Uh, uh, them and Cleveland State, both 5-4. and four. Oakland, by the way, the uh, leader in this league right now at 7-2. and two. Wright State just 10-10 and 10 this year. The defense has not been very good. Offensively, they can score a lot of points, and uh, uh, they will be taking on Cleveland State, who they beat by 12 a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we're, yeah, Wes, we're seeing a lot of these totals in the horizon up above 160 and that's what we're getting again here about 165 and man that could normally scare scare you off but i'm saying in this league don't be too scared about it especially a team uh a team like wright state which uh statistically is put up some really uh, better than its record would uh, suggest it's been one of the top shooting teams in the country this year um over fi- almost 54 percent uh, they have led the nation in field goal accuracy for much of the last month and uh, scoring over 85 per game. So a game involving a uh, right state uh, can always get over. Uh, and even if they put a number up here in the mid one sixties, uh, they got over again uh, last weekend. And I, you know, Cleveland state will uh, try to chase them here, but right state teams get involved in, in, in the quintessential horizon rep this year. Uh, a couple of guys have been around for a while, Calvin and Holden and uh, Holden came back after that year at Ohio state. Uh, they can score. So uh, I'm not sure about a side here, but even at this total high, I'm looking over again with Wright State. That's been a pretty good recommendation, no matter how high they put that total in the horizon. Bruce, only about 30 seconds left. We're uh, out of time here. About to tip off in San Jose, Mountain West game tonight, New Mexico, uh, San Jose, and Lobos laying eight and a half on the road. Did you play this one tonight? I did not uh, because San Jose, I seem to keep getting them wrong there. I had them against Boise and it didn't uh, work out. Uh, I had San Diego State against them and San Diego State couldn't cover, so I just stayed away tonight. But uh, New Mexico's maneuvered itself in the position to get a big dance bid if it can continue this recent streak. So I would not bet against the Lobos tonight, but probably just watch this one like you guys. All right, Bruce, always appreciate the time. Thanks. Okay. Bruce Marshall, we're also watching Colorado State. Nevada and Illinois Northwestern coming down to the wire in overtime in Evanston. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can put the VSIN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on an annual subscription and get your first year for only $199. Use promo code tonight. You get access to everything we do through the VSIN.com website. Best bets, betting splits, 24-7 video access. we got a Super Bowl betting guide coming out soon. Use promo code TONIGHT. When you sign up, you get your first year for $199. VSIN.com slash subscribe. The dog did not die in overtime. Northwestern Purple Cats, plus three and a half. You and I got them. And uh, they're going to get the win now. Up 10 with 25 seconds to go. It was because they wore those Chicago flag uniforms tonight. Well, I'll tell you, it's because Marcus Domask threw up a jumper in the lane yes. and missed it at the end of regulation, and that's why the Northwestern side's going to escape a winner tonight. We were hoping not to go to overtime, mm-hmm. but Domask missed the shot. You should get OT. double if you have the underdog and it, co- and it covers in overtime. And Northwestern's going to get the, uh, the win tonight, plus three and a half. That's a big setback for the Illini in terms of uh, trying to win a share of the Big Ten Championship, that loss on the road tonight. And uh, it's, it's a big boost to Northwestern, which is going to be an NCAA tournament team. Yes. It's going to happen. Uh, we got plenty of basketball action to follow tonight, Wes, but this weekend, big college hoop sked, typical NBA action, NFL playoffs. Pegasus Cup down at Gulfstream. We're also going to unleash Wes the Animal Reynolds to talk about <laughs> The pro wrestling event this weekend that a lot of people apparently care about. The Royal Rumble is this weekend. And by the way, uh, uh, DraftKings, I believe, has a uh, $25,000 pool that they have put up uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook uh, where you answer some historical questions about the Royal Rumble pick, like who's going to be the first entrant, who's going to be the last entrant. But just to explain how the Royal Rumble works, it started in 1988. Uh, This match was created by WWE Hall of Famer, the late Pat Patterson. And what the Royal Rumble is... You've probably seen battle royals, Matt, at, at wrestling cards where you got all these guys in the ring and you try to throw them over the top rope and the winner, you know, wins a pile of money or wins a title shot or something like that. Well, this time you have 30 competitors in the ring. And by the way, you not only have a men's Royal Rumble, you have a women's Royal Rumble. So you have 30 competitors in the ring. And what they do is you start with two. And every two minutes, and there's a big countdown clock. If you're watching this event, which is going to be held in St. Petersburg, Florida on Saturday at the Trop, home of the Tampa Bay Rays, you're going to hear them counting five, four, three, two, one, and then the buzzer will sound, and then the music hits, and then the uh, the little uh, screen thing on the Titantron will hit, and it'll introduce who the next competitor is. So you have that every two minutes until – they get down to two at the end, and then whoever gets thrown over the top rope at the end, because that's how you can eliminate. This is not pinfall or submission like a traditional pro wrestling match. So you throw each other over the top rope, and the last man and last woman standing in the Royal Rumble 
goes on to main event WrestleMania. So we are on the road to WrestleMania, Matt, at the uh, Royal Rumble. So uh, uh, should be a very good card. It'll be uh, on the Peacock. If you got the Peacock, by the way, for the uh, NFL playoff game or Big Ten basketball or Days of Our Lives or wherever you got Peacock for, you can see the Royal Rumble as the WWE Network exclusive to Peacock. This is Saturday night. This is Saturday, Saturday night, 8 Eastern, uh, 5 Pacific out here on the West Coast. The Royal Rumble, who is going to get into the main event at WrestleMania. Now there's two nights of WrestleMania, by the way. That's going to be held in April in Philadelphia. So winner gets a title shot uh, because you got the two different brands. You got the two different TV shows, right? You got Raw on Monday nights and you got Friday night SmackDown, uh, of course, on Friday nights. So uh, we're going to see if Cody Rhodes is going to win the Men's Royal Rumble two years in a row. Cody Rhodes, if you know that name, Matt, you would even know who this wrestler is. His father was the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, the son of a plumber. And uh, Cody Rhodes going to try to finish the story and uh, get into another match for the world title for the uh, WWE Universal Championship. He lost in the main event, actually, last year to Roman Reigns, who's, uh, whose cousin has been making some noise lately. His cousin being Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who now was appointed to the board of TKO Group Holdings, which owns WWE. So... Does his brother want to sit at the head of the table? So this is going to be interesting. Uh, Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, who recently returned to WWE after about a 10-year absence. Uh, He is in the Royal Rumble in the Women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, uh, The man, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Nia Jax, Bianca Belair. You're going to have a lot of different surprises here in the Royal Rumble. They always have a couple, like, old-school nostalgia guys from back in the day. Maybe it'll be the winner of the first Royal Rumble, uh, which was Hacksaw Jim Duggan in 1988 hello you remember hacksaw of course yeah so uh should be a good card uh by the way uh uh, fatal four-way championship match for the wwe universal championship roman reigns defending against randy orton aj styles and la knight u.s title match logan paul who uh now is going more into the wrestling instead of the boxing he will be defending against kevin owens and of course the uh, men's and women's royal rumble match on saturday night Thanks for that brief uh, summary of what's happening at the uh, big event at the Trop. I like this match, though. It's creative because half the anticipation is not just seeing the spots or who's going to win, but who's going to be in the darn match. Like, they're never going to announce all 30 competitors. They're never going to do that. They're always going to have some kind of a surprise. So when you were saying during the break, uh, what's the odds on Hulk Hogan? He is from Tampa, Florida. Maybe he makes a cameo appearance here. I think Hulk Hogan's going to show up here. Uh, I would expect him to show up. It's in his backyard. He has to uh, after he... Uh, he Do you have uh, any best bets for the people on this event? Uh, in terms of winning the Royal Rumble, because I'm uh, waiting to see if there are, are more odds, and I know a bunch of different uh, shops uh, have them out. Can we go out. to the VSIM Pro page on Saturday and find some West uh, Reynolds I, I may put something up there on Saturday morning. Uh, okay. I am going to go in the Men's Royal Rumble. I am going to say CM Punk is going to win the Men's Royal Rumble match on Saturday. And the Women's Royal Rumble match, I believe, will be won by the man, Becky Lynch. That's like her nickname, the man. The man? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's make the natural transition here from pro wrestling to golf (laughs) and talk about what happened today at Torrey Pines at the Farmers Insurance Open. And Wes, you got plenty of best bets on the golf tournament. I do, too. I'm not crazy about the way the first round worked out today, but you can't overreact because – you got players on the north course and the yeah. south course of Torrey Pines, and the north course is playing considerably easier than the south course. It was very much a mixed bag for me because I did have a couple very good rounds up there at the top. Hideki Matsuyama, six under par. Uh, Harris English, good first round. Bo Hosler, a good first round. Tony Finau, very solid on the south course. But uh, let me go through this here because, by the way, Kevin Yu uh, was the uh, first-round leader. He shoots eight under on the north course. Uh, uh, Kevin Yu, by the way, was in contention last week, uh, posted the low number, was the leader in the clubhouse at the American Express. Uh, couldn't hold off uh, Christian Bezadenhut and the eventual winner, the amateur Nick Dunlap. Uh, Patrick Cantlay also got in at seven under today, along with uh, Rio Hisastuni, who is a Japanese player who uh, got his card off the DP World Tour last year. But I'm looking uh, uh, down this leaderboard, Matt, and I'm going to try to do a quick count here. The low man, uh, or the low men, I should say, on the south course, which is the longer, more difficult course, 
was uh, Nikolai Hoygaard shot five under. Nick Hardy also five under. So I believe we have four, and I'm counting as we go as I scroll here, only six of the top uh, uh, 33 had their round on the south course today. So yeah. 27 of the top 33 rounds were on the north course. So if you had a guy shoot a decent number, and I would say even like two under, and maybe even one under on the south course is a decent number. So you've got some big names down there, like Tony Finau and Xander Schauffele each shot three under on the south course. Uh, looking at a couple of the other guys that uh, might Patrick Cantlay was on the north course. Patrick Cantlay was on the north course today. And uh, I don't have shot link data, unfortunately, because they don't have it for the north course. Uh, Max Homa, by the way, uh, who's the defending champion, nice rebound here uh, to shoot two under on the south course. So if you look at the current updated process prices that you see on the graphic at DraftKings, Patrick Cantlay, the favorite, five to one. Xander Schauffele, eight to one. They were up there as two of the chalkier guys anyway. Nikolai Hoygaard. Uh, big move uh, down to 11 to one. I think he was in the 50 ish to one range. Of course, uh, Nikolai won for me at the DP world tour championship over uh, in Dubai at the end of the year. He's got the goods. He's going to be a really good player. So is his twin brother, Rasmus Colin Morikawa, 11 to one, Max Homa, 16 to one, Kevin, Yu 18 to one, Matsuyama, 18 to one, Tony Finau, 20 to one. So if you started on the South course, that's maybe a good live betting angle is to try to get those prices like Tony Finau, only 20 to 1. I had him at 25 pre-tournament. That's uh, not a bad little number uh, there if you want to go uh, a little bit down the board. Colin Morikawa today, he played the north course, didn't he? He also played yeah. the north course. Kind of cooled off a little bit on yeah. the back nine, but he did get in at five under par. So, so who were guys who scored well on the south again? The Tony Finau. Tony Finau was, yeah. uh, was three under. Nikolai Hoygaard was the uh, – him and Nick Hardy were five under uh, – um, looking down, I believe uh, two under was Max Homa and uh, several other guys. I think if you shot two under or better on that south course, uh, you're in very good position. All right, more college hoops, NBA, NFL betting. When we come back here in a couple minutes, we might even, nah, we're not going to talk wrestling when we come back. More wrestling talk here on VSIN tonight. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you have not done it already, check out the new VSIN.com. If you look up on the front page now, you're going to see a picture of Wes Reynolds in his Speedos. No, Wrest- you will not. Wrestling Don't with- horrify the people. Wrestling with another man. Check out the new vcin.com website today. You were a wrestler in high school, right? I was. Okay. My uh, singlet. Uh, you didn't wear I won- Speedos, but you wore No, I, I, I won't, uh, I won't uh, ask you to guess the uh, weight class. It was a lot lower than I currently am now. I'm going to say 155 pounds. Lower, actually. Really? My, uh, my freshman year, I wrestled as a 135-pounder. Did you wrestle 135 all- pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. You cut that and use that as a promo. Yes. Okay, so did you wrestle all four years? I only wrestled two years. I mainly did it to actually just, like, stay in shape uh, for football because, you know, if you've done uh, any type of competitive sports, even at the high school level, the conditioning for wrestling is freaking brutal. Mm -hmm. It is the worst, man. And, I mean, even the basketball guys, like, man, they, they just murder you guys. Like, you guys can run for days. We run up and down the court all the time, and you're running these little line drills and, you know, these little uh, gassers. They call them suicides. So, you know, wrestling conditioning, uh, that'll, that'll keep you in shape. Do you recall what your record was, your competitive record in high school? As a I, I actually do not. Uh, do you have any trophies or ribbons that, that you won? Uh, I won a, won, a, won, a, won a couple, yeah. won a couple duels, but, you know, uh, you know, I was just, I was okay. I mean, you know, I never was like a, a state qualifier or anything. I only did it two years. My, my, I never wrestled in like grade school or junior right. high or anything like that. Uh, we had this guy actually that was a 112-pound guy, undefeated state champion, and I'd always get paired up with him, a guy named Marlon, and he beat the hell out of me. He absolutely would kick the crap out of me, man. He was, he was that good. He wrestled Division One wrestler at University of Missouri, uh, so – he was real good, and I was a freshman, and that's what you know freshmen get when you're a wrestler. You get you're a lamb led to slaughter, and I was with that guy. 
Who are the best wrestlers ever to come out of the state of Indiana? Oh man, that's that that's hard. There been there been there been some uh, some state champions uh, uh, for sure. Or uh, I mean, uh, you know, national qualifiers, uh, guys that wrestled at big programs, Big Ten programs, and those places. That that would be that would be hard to remember. I remember there was a kid from Cathedral Lance Ellis who uh, went undefeated all four years. What about Cactus Jack? Do you remember him? Cactus Jack. Remember Cactus Jack? I do remember and Mick Foley. Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, maybe he'll make a surprise appearance. They did that one year, actually, because he had, like, multiple personalities, right? He had multiple characters. So he came out as Cactus Jack or something and did the bang, 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 bang. And then he got eliminated. And then he came out as uh, Mankind. And then and remember Mankind when Undertaker threw him off the cage and Jim Ross is the, by God, they killed him. And then he came back out as Dude Love. Uh, so he had those multiple personalities. They did that one year in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, never going to forget that. I know. You had to be there. I know I know you remember it just like it was yesterday. All right, quick update on what's happening in the NBA and college hoops. And, uh, Wes, Northwestern did close out Illinois 96-91. to So we got the underdog win there with uh, the Purple Cats. Marquette beat DePaul 86-73, to but Marquette did not cover the 18 on the road in Chicago, and uh, Arkansas tonight. Uh, man, what's Eric Musselman going to do with this team? Eight and a half, nine point dog. The Razorbacks roadkill at Ole Miss, seventy-seven to fifty-one. The Rebels. Yeah, take out it, it's it's hard it's hard times down there for uh, Arkansas and uh, our our buddy and uh, Vsin listener Matt Grissom. Uh, uh, they're on the baseball season now down there in Fayetteville because it is not going well. And uh, about Iowa State, did the Cyclones end up covering? They did. They did actually. Uh, that was a tie game. I think they went on a thirteen to one run at the end. Uh, they get there. They laid the nine and end up winning by eleven, uh, seventy-eight to sixty-seven. And uh, also, uh, uh, the Matt Brady era at DePaul is zero and one straight up, but they're one and zero ATS. They get the cover against Marquette, eighty-six to seventy-three. Had to give the coach a Gatorade bath for covering the yeah, number. Absolutely. We, co- we covered a number uh, there on the uh, north side of Chicago. Iowa State, K-State in the books. Okay, how about Utah, Washington State with uh, Utah, a three-point home dog down 10 with nine minutes ago. Yes. Why? Steam ahead. looks – well, I was going to say steam looks right here. Yeah. Because we were – I was like, when it got to three, I got a little bit priced out. I did agree with the move, didn't want to lay the number, but – uh, Washington State, they got boat raced uh, up there at the Huntsman Center earlier in the year and uh, uh, taking it out on Utah. Still plenty of time, though, uh, for Utah. I think was uh, shorthanded with a couple guys tonight. You can't look too much at the, the first matchup between teams and conference play or regional rivalries, and I'll give you two examples. One is tonight. Northwestern lost at Illinois by about 30, mm-hmm. and comes back and wins tonight, beats the Illini in uh, Evanston in overtime. What was the score the first time? Was I think it, it was 96 to 66. I was going to say a 30-point game. How about New Mexico and New Mexico State? When they played at the Pitt in Albuquerque, the Lobos won by 40. Mm-hmm. When they played in Las Cruces two weeks later, the Lobos won by one. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you, you do get those spots, and, and that does get taxed in. Like, like I mean, look. And sometimes there's big talent discrepancies, you know, when it's, uh, you know, Connecticut playing DePaul, it's probably going to be a sweep and they're probably both going to be blowouts. So, yeah, that's something you definitely you definitely have to look at, uh, you know, from that first matchup and see how the adjustment has been made within the number. Illinois getting beat by Northwestern tonight. That's the 41st time this season a ranked team's been knocked off by an unranked team. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah, nobody, that's, been a, that's been a pretty profitable angle so yeah, far. Exactly. All right, let's go to the NBA, check out what's happening in the association. And uh, the Golden State Warriors were up early, now down early in the third quarter, 78-74. The Hawks, six-and-a-half-point dogs in San Francisco have a lead. We have a final in Dallas, and the shorthanded Mavericks got hammered by the Suns, 132-109. to Yeah, the, uh, the Mavs, uh, they got outscored, I think, 43-20. to in the third quarter, and that was all she wrote. Uh, Devin Booker, another big game, 46 uh, for Devin Booker. One night it's Durant, one night it's Booker. Beal is definitely the third option, but Booker had 46 tonight uh, for the Phoenix Suns. No Kyrie for Dallas. Luka, I believe, uh, 
I think he ends up with uh, 34 tonight. Uh, went over his early point total, but not the closing one that got adjusted when uh, uh, Kyrie, of course, was uh, ruled out. And then uh, one other game, uh, now just about to start the fourth quarter, 176, Oklahoma City. Uh, so San Antonio, look, that's been a decent spot in the NBA, actually, uh, this year. I believe uh, one of our regular VSIN listeners, Ian Duncan, at Ian Dunks on Twitter, tracks this. You know, when you have these team that has the long road trip, that first game home, it's been more profitable in the NBA than it certainly has been in the NHL. And Oklahoma City was his play tonight, and it's looking good. 103 to 76. Chet with 11 and 7. Wembenyama with 18 and 10. Don't want to jinx Ian Dunks. It's I know, and if I do, man, I, we, I, maybe we won't hear the end of it. I don't he's know. He's up big. He's up 25 and laying yes. nine tonight in San Antonio. Uh, Warriors in action tonight against the Hawks. They play a back-to-back. They're home tomorrow night against the Kings. Sacramento opens minus two. Well, I do want to throw up this uh, tweet from DraftKings one more time because the Detroit Pistons were favorites tonight. That does not happen too often. Pistons closed minus two and a half. And they held off Charlotte 113 to 106. And Dra- DraftKings Sportsbook today, Detroit minus two and a half, the most bet spread by the wagering handle on the NBA board. And the Pistons were 0 5 ATS, 0 5 against the spread as favorites this season before tonight. And, and West, they had no Cade Cunningham. Their leading scorer was out tonight. Yeah, they got it done, though. Uh, uh, Charlotte Hornets. Uh... Have not been very good in their own right. I believe they are now just, uh, what are they, 10-32. and 32. Detroit gets their fifth win of the season. So they're not far behind the Washington Wizards, who I believe are now 7-36 and 36 as they lose to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, 118-107. to 107. Uh, Little Harry, if you had the side, uh, uh, and perhaps as the total, uh, Anthony Edwards, I'm glad we weren't watching that because we were on the under of that game tonight, which did get there. Anthony Edwards is trying to get 40 points, and I think they got a steal with like 25 seconds left. Wizards aren't going to foul. Edwards shoots the ball. Oh, oh my God. I'm glad we weren't watching that. Well, he missed, right? He did miss. Luckily. Yes. Man, don't, was... don't, don't shoot. Come on. Take the shot clock <laughs> violation. Jeez almighty. Anyway, the big news today, the Chargers hired Jim Harbaugh is making the jump back to the NFL from Michigan. I would assume that Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator, is going to get that job maybe by tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, 6-0 and is the interim. Uh, uh, did a very good job of uh, keeping the, the ship on the tracks there and eventually uh, uh, got there in the national championship. So uh, Harbaugh going to try to turn around the playoff woes. I believe four playoff appearances in the last 15 years. Last conference championship in the AFC, 2007. Last Super Bowl, 1994. All right. We're going to wrap up the show tonight by looking at the Thursday College Hoops card one more time. Maybe some best bets in golf. And uh, one more look at the NBA, excuse me, NFL playoff games for the weekend here on the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner in the NFL playoffs. It's bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs that much better. New players can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSIN. Promo code is VSIN. Wes, uh, quick mention of uh, Debo Samuel and the San Francisco 49ers. Seven-point favorites against the Lions. That total's locked in at 51. Really don't see a total moving much at all. If it does, off of 51. Do you think the number's going to move off seven? Let's say we get news over the weekend that Debo is going to give it a go for the 49ers. Do we see seven and a half, or do you think seven is where that's going to stay? And you might see seven with Vig. You yeah. might see like seven minus 120. There's plenty, I think, of, of, of support for Detroit because it's such a great story, right? And people like people like the soap opera, not soap opera, but the storyline, you know? And uh, I think people like that with the Lions, the underdog team. They've been such a, a horrible franchise, or at least had a horrible record. And now... They're one game away from getting into the uh, big game. Uh, never been to the quote-unquote Super Bowl. Did it was in the NFL championship in uh, 1957. Uh, so uh, look, uh, uh, 49ers uh, certainly are, are hoping for uh, for Debo to uh, come out of that tunnel and say, "That's my bike, punk." Remember Debo and Friday? Did you, you ever know, see I the movie Friday? I did not watch that movie. No. Tiny Lister Jr. as Debo and Friday. Sure, a lot of people got that reference, though. Might have been a couple. I actually got uh, uh, some nice reviews on the uh, Twitter machine for my uh, Royal Rumble breakdown tonight. Yes, you did. There are a lot of wrestling fans on Twitter. Yes. Wrestling fans. Wrestling fans. Uh, Wes, let's talk uh, Tory Pines golf here one more time quickly because uh, Patrick Cantley's one. Stroke off the lead. Hideki Matsuyama, two back. You've got a bet on Matsuyama, right? I do, at uh, at 70 to 1. We got Maverick McNeely, Taylor Montgomery, a couple guys lurking there. Harris English is a player you and I both have in the hunt at uh, pretty long odds. We got him at 58 to 1 here at Circa. He's in the top 20. The thing is, you're going to see a lot of shuffling on this leaderboard on Thursday. This is a Wednesday through Saturday tournament. You're going to see a lot of shuffling because you got players on the north course and on the south course. The first two days in the North Course has played so much easier. What did you say, six of the top 33 players? Six of the, I think it was the top 33 because uh, I think, uh, yeah, and 300 was like T34 or something like that. But, uh, yeah, six of the top 33 started on the South wow. Course. So who played on the South and scored well, the tougher course, and scored well, who you think's got a chance to make a big rise up the leaderboard on Thursday if you want to bet these Adjusted odds tonight. You said Tony Finau is one guy to Tony Finau uh, was three under uh, on the uh, south course today. So uh, he's certainly an in-look. He's, he's played very well here. Has not won here, but I believe has uh, five top tens in the last seven years here. Has, has been in contention a couple times, was runner-up once. So 
this is a place where I think he could go a little bit better than maybe a couple of the birdie fest that we had to start the year, like the American Express and, and out in Hawaii. So Tony Finau, obviously Nikolai Hoygaard, that was an impressive round today to go five under on the south course. Uh, him and uh, Nick Hardy, I believe, were the low players on the south course. Uh, you're not really getting a lot in the price because he's the defending champion here last year, but Max Homa did make a nice rally to shoot two under because you look at the south course, like when you're looking on these uh, these leaderboards, and you're seeing, oh, man, these guys like one over, uh, you know, through 12 holes. Sure. And, uh, you know, Max Homa uh, did pull it, uh, you know, he make finished a nice two little under, comeback. Right? Yeah, so. He was uh, over par for uh, he was. Like a lot of today, and he, 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 he was two under. Another know? guy, that, uh, Scott chance. Stallings, who is a former winner here, uh, shot four under on the south course because I only have the strokes gained data from the south course. Tony Finau, pretty good on approach. Uh, gained a little bit with this putter, but not as much as like Stallings or Hoygaard or, or some of those guys. So, yeah, I, I, unfortunately, we only have a south course shot length data, so that's all we got here. One guy who was a little bit disappointing today, Sahith Thagala, yeah. shot even par, and he was lucky to get back to even. I think he was playing the north course, too. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah so some of these guys, yeah, were absolute disappointments. Uh on the north course, I'm just uh, scrolling about down Will my leaderboard. Torres went over par. Which yeah, uh, Willie Z, Willie Z, I believe, oh, uh, was on the south course. Because I think I played him for like a top 40. I didn't play him for any outrights or anything because I need to see more. I think he's starting to get healthier, but it takes a few times. Uh, you know, it takes some reps, obviously, uh, uh, to get back in the swing of things. Of course, uh, uh, Daniel Berger, remember, he missed a year and a half. He shot even par, by the way, on the north course today. I bet some long shots last night at Circus, Smart, Circus Sports on the uh, odds board here where uh, you can get some pretty good odds tonight before a tournament. Uh, they stretch him out here at Circa. Take a little shot on Maverick McNeely. Hate to admit it, but I did. Taylor Montgomery, another one. I and, had Montgomery uh, in some placement markets. Yeah. I did not bet him outright, and I was like – is this going to be the week where I I bet that guy, and I said all last year this guy's going to win a PGA Tour event because he's so damn good on the Corn Ferry the year before and then uh, kind of came short. But Mav McNeely did shoot five under on the north course today. Montgomery also four under on the Maverick's north going to take a step or two back on the south course, I would expect, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Justin mm -hmm. Rose, another one. Mm -hmm. He shot three under on the north course. Former winner here. Another guy I have, uh, Bo Hosler. Yep. He shoots uh, four under on the north course. I believe he bo he was a – okay, he bogeyed 18. I was like, wait a minute. When I checked, he was five under, so uh, he did bogey 18. But, yeah. This will all, you know, if you want to really kind of look at where this is going to be settled uh, for Friday's third round, by the way, because this ends on Saturday, you know, wait for these guys to play both courses. But if you want to take advantage now or feel you can take advantage, play some of the guys from the south course today because they are going to have the easier setup tomorrow. So the one guy you would say, hey, maybe take a shot, Tony Finau. You know, yeah, he didn't really get cut much. Uh, you know, 20 or 25 to 1, that's yeah. pretty much what he was pre-tournament. All right, College Hoops on Thursday, and Greg Hoops-Peterson will talk a lot about the Thursday games on his show after us tonight. Wes, I want to highlight this game and see what if you can break it down. Lindenwood at Little Rock, 785, <laughs> 786. Well, uh, uh, a big matchup in the Ohio Valley. I can break all these down when I'm, like, looking at the numbers here, but uh, – uh, Lindenwood, of course, uh, new to uh, Division One. Uh, you know, Greg can tell you what like the third string point guard uh, averages, averages for uh, Lindenwood. Uh, Lindenwood, by the way, has lost three in a row. They are one and five in the Ohio Valley. UALR, Daryl Walker, former NBA. I was joking. You don't have to do. I know, okay. I know, but I, I do have some <laughs> knowledge for it. But I do have to look at numbers with some of these teams. Get a lot of the. the um... Under the radar games, let's put it we that way. We have one on top Thursday twenty-five schedule. team in action. Tomorrow, Arizona, by the way, Arizona at Oregon State. Arizona's laying eighteen in Corvallis tomorrow night. Man, I tell you what, the Wildcats been uh, really disappointing in a couple of spots on the road, and then that game Saturday against UCLA was mind-boggling. Yeah, how bad the Bruins have been. Yeah. And had a big lead on the Wildcats. And you wonder if this is the get-right spot. I, I don't know if I want to lay it, but Oregon man, State teams, pretty the Beavs, uh, they, they, uh, I think a couple weeks ago on Thursday, it was one I lost on them. Uh, they should have won it in regulation. They lose in double in overtime to Stanford. They got killed at Utah. They got killed 33 on Saturday at Colorado. So this is a team that's one and six. They've lost their last five. 
Be- Beavs are they're they're the worst team in the in the conference, and maybe Arizona. You know, are they going to look ahead to Oregon, who's a little bit more of a rival? That's sometimes those those tricky like Pac-12 trips, which are going to be done for at the end of the year, where you play Thursday Saturday. And, you know, sometimes teams would look ahead of USC before they play UCLA or they'd look ahead of Arizona State before they beat or they played Arizona. Uh, so we'll see if that's the same thing here. But I think Arizona could perhaps name the score here. I was impressed on the graphics there. We actually had the Lindenwood mascot. Lindenwood Lions. That's great. Arizona-Oregon State is uh, the next to last game on the betting rotation tomorrow night. The last one, UC Santa Barbara-Hawaii. And Bruce Marshall was on the show with us tonight. He said uh, play UC Santa Barbara plus five and under the total of one. by uh, Indiana University alum Joe Pasternak, also a former uh, student manager at Indiana, much like Dusty May. You always have to squeeze those Indiana references. I do. Uh, Yeah, I I was in school with uh, both of those guys. So, you know, that's the way you became a coach, man. If you weren't a player, go be a student manager for Coach Knight. You'll get into coaching. Speaking of Indiana, Steve Alford coaches a Nevada team. If you didn't know it, he once played for the Hoosiers. He did. I need Nevada to hold on here. Minus two tonight for a 3-0 night on the VSIM Pro page of my bets. We'll see if uh, we can hold on after a poor Tuesday night. Need a bounce back Wednesday night. Yeah, I think I'm getting a little bit of a, of a bounce back tonight. Uh, so uh, we'll see if uh, this ends well. That would be a nice capper for Nevada. Last, last night, not my best work, Matt. Your best work was done tonight when you broke down the Royal Rumble. You can catch that on the DraftKings Network, the tape of Wes Reynolds' preview of this week's <laughs> wrestling event. Thanks to the Canadian kid, Ian Cameron, and Bruce Marshall, guesting on tonight's show, Greg Hoops Peterson. He's coming up next it's freddie prince jr and jeff died back in the ring wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season hey jeff are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of wrestling with freddie you better believe i have i've been practicing my body slams and i'm jacked all right don't go injuring yourself now we'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from aew wwe and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling listen to wrestling with freddie on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast what's up everybody this is stephen a smith host of the stephen a smith show podcast Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.